Hello and welcome to the Give and Go podcast on Game Time CT. My name is Scott Erickson. I'm the girls' high school basketball beat writer for Game Time CT. And we are joined, as always, by the fully recovered, mostly recovered, Pete Pagalaga. Pete, how are you? Good to be back. Good to be back. Um, I know I was here. here. I know yeah. I was here last week physically. Yeah. Um, I don't think uh, mentally I was here. Um, no. It was just a real rough week uh, for <laughs> your boy. True. <laughs> um, but I'm back. I was able to get to some hockey games at the end of last week. Yeah. Um, rested up over the weekend. And um, you know we're gonna we're gonna take this week lightly, and uh, you know we got a big week next week. So Huge. I have to. It's like nine days straight of just chaos. So I have to be fully prepared and fully loaded, and uh, you know ready to go for uh, for what is arguably the best week of the high school sports year. Like better than the end of the fall. Um, because, like, Thanksgiving into the first round of football playoffs, though, is like, oh, there's only four days between. It's just, it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. And all the championships aren't together. Yeah. Like they are in the winter. And then, like, the spring is kind of like, it's fun, but, like, it's really just, you know, you got baseball, softball, and boys and girls lacrosse. Yeah. But, like, you know, softball's at different locations. Um, and then girls lacrosse, boys lacrosse are down in Fairfield County, and baseball's up in Middletown. It's kind of, you know, this is like, all the hot, all the uh, hockey games are, are at Yale. They're on three separate days, which is awesome. So yeah. I get to go to three of them now. All the semifinals are now at Yale. So I'll be spending like six of the next nine days at Yale, uh, and then double dipping Mohegan Sun on the sixteenth and seventeenth in nine games. It's it's like a who's who of Connecticut sports media. You know, it's like the guys and the and the. Uh, the men and the women who you talk with on Twitter all year. Who do the polls. Uh, who yeah. do the polls, <laughs> who, who work for the New London Day, who work for The Current, who work for, you know, maybe some of the smaller papers who, when they get a team up there, you know, you get to cover and, or you get to see them cover. And it's a fun time. It really, it, it kind of brings everyone together, which is, you know, the games are great. Don't get me wrong. We're there to cover the championships. But when you go in the back room to grab food and, like, you run into, like, Mike tomorrow with the New London Den, it's like, okay, well, when else am I going to see Mike during the school year except for this? Or, or Kyle Marr, who works up at the J.I., I, I believe. You know, I go back and forth with him on Twitter all the time. I, I've met him once, you know. So it's, <laughs> like, it's fun in that sense. You get to go and you get to see all these people and you get to hang out. Like, you, you're not covering every game. Right. Um, we as a as game time CT will be covering every game, but you know, like if Sean is shooting one game, I'm not. So right, you get to yeah. just sit there and enjoy it and and just soak in the atmosphere because I love Yale, I love Ingles, I love going to those games there, and it's an awesome atmosphere. But when you're when they have four games in one ticket slot or whatever, and people are filing in to catch the end of one game and then the beginning of one game, there is no rest. It's just constant, just awesomeness, and, and the atmosphere is incredible. So I, I cannot wait to get to that. You know, we don't get this. No one really cares about this, but we don't get to see the other media members anymore. It's become so concentrated that I would say 95% of the games that I do, I'm the only person there. Yeah. Occasionally a TV guy will come in. You know, even at the FCAC final, they had four tables set up for press at the FCAC final. Was it two thousand three? And there was four of us there, four yeah. people. There oh, you guys got your own table. Guy doing radio, and then and then three people writing. And 
it's just not like that anymore. So at Mohegan, it, it kind of still feels that way. Yeah. Where you get everyone together and you get to talk. And like you said, you see people that you only really deal with on Twitter or deal yeah. with on email. And, and even coaches. I mean, there's... You see a ton of coaches up there. A ton who, of coaches, a ton of players who might not be playing, excuse me, in the championship, but went to watch. Yeah. You know, they... All these schools play at the same time. Realistically, during the season, they play, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then during the tournament, if you're in the same class, you're playing the same day. So, you know, maybe Coach A just really wants to go see this player. So he'll go. And then, you know, you run into him and you end up, you know, talking for the next, like, 20 minutes, just catching up. And it's 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 a lot of fun. It's a nice schmoozing fest. <laughs> I, I, you do see occasionally kids, too, from other teams. I wish coaches, more coaches brought, especially their underclass kids, up to Mohegan just to let them see what that's like. To gamble? Kind of get it in their heads. <laughs> no, just to see what the see what the tournament's like. No. Although one of the weirdest things about this tournament is when you see after the game, and like the, there's so many high school kids outside the arena, if you ever go outside the oh, arena. Mate. And the casino's right there, so just... <laughs> It's just a chaos of like kids yeah. and people gambling. Yeah, last year I came. I don't. I have never spent both full days there. This right. will actually be my first year doing it because, in recent years, hockey has always been Saturday morning and afternoon. Yeah, and this so year it's been Friday night, Saturday, and then I drove up for the nightcap for the six fifteen eight fifteen game last year. And right. Then, yeah. And then I got sick. <laughs> just not a good time of the year for Side Pete. Story. To be honest with you. Yeah, food poisoning at Yale, not a good idea. But So I was like out for that, and then I was just there all day Sunday. But when you get there, if you get there late, and you're, you know, you're a media member, you're all huffing, puffing, you're you know, trying to get there because you probably didn't get the best parking spot. And um, you, know, you walk in, and there's like, <clears throat> like 700 high school kids like in their school garb, and you're like, excuse me, excuse me, I'm sorry, can I, can I, can I come through? Excuse me, excuse me. Well, if you get, this year you get there at 8 a.m., 8.30. Oh, yeah. We're the parking there. is golden. You park right next to the door. We're going to be there so early. Fantastic. I'm there up there so early every year. But. We're going to be there. Oh, we're going to have so much fun this week. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm excited to go yeah. to Mohegan. Um, like I said, we're in the middle of the girls' tournament. I do want to say Sean Bowley spilled some coffee on the table here. Didn't clean it up. Thanks, Sean. Uh, I'm blaming Sean. It oh, could, it's definitely Sean. It's it could 100% have been Joe, but it, I, I no, he even said he even said that he spilled his coffee. Well, he, I, I, oh, he acknowledged he spilled it, but he didn't clean it. <laughs> I think we rushed him out of here. No. Ooh, new Game of Thrones trailer dropped. I have to save that for later. All right, that's something to to, to, to talk about. Let's talk about girls <laughs> basketball. <laughs> uh, the state tournaments have been pretty good. Um, they're spread out, and then last night we had a bunch of postponements, so a lot of things got moved. All the Class S games got moved to today, and two of the Class L games got moved to today. Double L and M, who played Friday, are not playing again until Thursday. They have six days off, which stinks. Okay. That stinks. So I get the point of the girls' basketball season starting earlier than the boys because of football and, and all that. Can you give them a bye in, like, December or January to catch up? I don't know. I mean, this is absurd. And I, I do, I like the beginning of it because they're alone and they get some time yeah. for the first two rounds. But it, it, you just shouldn't have teams taking six days off between a quarterfinal and semifinal. As we've talked about, we've talked to coaches about this. Practice, you're going to go to practice one day, maybe two, and game plan for your opponent. Yeah. The rest of the time, that's a tough stretch to get kids to practice every day, to show up every day and, and go through what you're going through. You want to play. You want to yeah. play games. And tournament basketball is set up to be played every day. And or every we talked day. to we talked to Coach Burns last week, yeah. and she's like, "We don't scrimmage. 
right. because we're not risking anyone getting hurt. Right. I, you know, I think they do this. Obviously, the NFL has a bye week. Uh, yeah. We know that. Uh, the NHL has implemented a bye week. Uh, you know, every once they get to a certain part of the year, like two or three teams are on a bye for a week. They can't practice. They can't do anything. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be able to practice, but we can't find a lull in the end of December, early January with all the holidays. I know we have all the holiday tournaments, but maybe like after the new year, like that week, just have them take it off. Well, it's just not fair to the teams that are playing. And, and I understand why it happens. I understand that you want all the girls at Mohegan Suns. Because their finals used to be played a week ahead of the boys yeah. until they want everyone at Mohegan. I like it all together. No, it should be all together. Yeah. They, they deserve to be there with them. Yeah. Uh, it just it just stinks that the tournament's so stretched. And, you know, coaches don't complain about it too, too much because, you know, they're happy to be there and all that. But yeah. those practices there's can't a lot, be. There's a lot of things that coaches say publicly that they don't believe. <laughs> Uh, so last night I was up at the L game between Notre Dame Fairfield and Bristol Eastern uh, legendary Tony Floyd that was my first time getting to meet him the Bristol Eastern coach uh, great guy gave me some time to talk after the game despite losing and you know having some seniors that he had to say goodbye to Um, I don't know I know there was snow I know kids didn't have school they got to use some common sense with these postponements and say look if it stops snowing at 9 a.m let's get the 80s together and go play this game the thing is i think i think that that is a a district rule i think if schools canceled all after school activities practices are canceled games are postponed i get it but but uh, i'm just saying because people are like oh the game was canceled and moved to no 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 i didn't postpone it's postponed it's not canceled cancel means never happening but bristol didn't have school yesterday and they were allowed to come down and play yeah i mean Notre Dame fairfield's a private school going to do whatever they They want do whatever they want that's the thing and i think that's uh, that's what it comes down to and it's a big thing with hockey too um because a lot of the hockey teams played yesterday yeah and a lot of them but during the regular season they would have been postponed easily well i I, and you also get to these everyone's a meteorologists because they have an app on their phone that shows you it's going to snow. I so am. They, I used to have the puppy app. It's so like they a cute puppy. everything so fast. And like, yeah. they should, uh, the schools down in Fairfield County should have just been on a delay yesterday, quite honestly. It was yeah, fine it was, yeah, I was down in Stanford I mean, yesterday was, and it was fine. You were in Stanford? You didn't call me? I, I'm sorry. Come on, bro. <laughs> Want to watch Toy Story? <laughs> um, no, it's, it's interesting because like, and you look at like Hill House and East Haven. Yeah. They're not far away. No, they could have played. New East Haven, East Haven. Look at a map. It's right. really not that far away. They could have played. Right. Like, and it wasn't bad out. Like, I was. I drove around last night. Like, I went to go get dinner. And, like, right. I was like, oh, this is fine. It was fine. I drove to Notre Dame Fairfield. Was, there was no issues yeah. at all. So, I mean, I think, I think everyone, like, freaks out. Like, I mean, even East Line went to Windsor, which going to Windsor is not easy. No, and they went. They lost. So. But uh, we'll get to them in a minute because that was one of my picks. Um so Notre Dame Fairfield look pretty good. They're really young. They only start. Uh, they only play one senior. They don't start any seniors. They start two sophomores, two freshmen, yeah. and a junior. Um, so they make some young mistakes, but they're so talented. Um, I'm going to love to see them against the Hill House East Haven winner. That's going to be a That's massive be a really test good for them. One. Yep. Um, I want to go through some of my picks that I've made. Of course, because you said I was only going to get one Final Four team of the entire thing, <laughs> and I got one. Notre Dame Fairfield's in. Nailed it. Uh, I have all my other teams left except for two. I lost. I've lost two teams in uh, my final four picks. Uh, I got all my teams still left in Double L: uh, Norwalk, Hamden, New London, Wilbur Cross. 
I got in L. I got. Uh, I lost East Lime last night, but I still have Pomperog, East Haven, Notre Dame, Fairfield. Pomperog against Daniel Hands is going to be. We who do we have on here? Uh, Anthony Russell from East Haven. Yeah. He loved Hand. Yeah. He was saying, watch him, watch him, watch him. And I like Pomperog a lot, and I think Pomperog played really well at the SWC. Um, I could see Hand winning that too. Uh, in M, you I, went all over the board in M. I know, but I still got Berlin, Sheehan, Cromwell. Bethel's the only one that's out. I still got oh, Bethel lost. Bethel lost. Yeah, it was, was it an upset? Uh, uh, yeah, it was an upset. Yeah, Bethel got upset. Officially, they were upset. They got upset. Yeah, um, <laughs> but they played well, and you know they could have been in there. They could have done well. Uh, but Capital Prep, yeah, you, number one. Number one. <laughs> uh, Capital <laughs> Prep is an interesting team because they're not in a in a conference. Yeah, so they played, played a lot of out-of-state teams. They didn't play 20 games in the regular season. No, they either. played 19, and, and their record... No, they were they only played... They were 11-8. and eight. They were 9-8 and eight in the regular season. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, 11-8 now, yeah, 11 right? 11-8 now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, what happened to Capital Prep? Well, they're not in the conference, and it's hard to pick up games, and teams didn't want to schedule them, but really interesting matchup with them and Colby coming up. Yeah. Um, I thought Bethel would get through them. I didn't realize Capital Prep's a little better, I think, than we think they are. Same thing with Weaver. Uh, in class, uh, yeah, Weaver in um, in M. In M. They it, it, it's a twenty-eight crush. seed, but again, they're not in a conference, so they played a ton of out-of-conference games, and that kind of skewers the the thing. Yeah, they killed Holy Cross. Well, I, yeah, I don't think the NVL is what people and the ECC is not good. They beat Snow. It, yeah, the ECC is not up there with like, you know, this is a Weaver though is not in a conference. It's still Weaver. Right. It's, still, it's still Weaver, and that name holds a lot of weight. So we have a great matchup coming up with them and Sheehan uh, in M. Um, in Class S, I still have Canton, Trinity, and St. Paul. I lost SMSA on the first day, like the first game that came in. Yeah, I think that was the first game that came through. <laughs> they were out. Uh, but my seated upsets, have I've done really well. Uh, I did lose Cog and Chog over East Hampton in S, uh, but I got East Granby. Uh, they won. My seated upsets, um, I had Bethel beating Bacon Academy. That happened, and they ended up losing the next round. I had Holy Cross over Stonington. Stonington didn't make it, so and then Holy Cross lost to Cap Prep. So that one fell apart. And I had Sheehan over Sacred Heart. Nailed it. <laughs> and my seated upsets in L were Hand over Ram. Got it. Branford over Watertown. Nailed it. And then nailed that. And then got East Lime over Suffield. Suffield lost in the first round, so... Um, they took care of that. And then in double L, I lost Ward over Weathersfield. Weathersfield killed them. I uh, <laughs> overestimated Ward a little bit. Uh, Wilbur Cross over Rio Smith got it. And Mercy over East Hartford. Uh, we are going to take a quick break, super quick. And then we're going to come back and talk about the remaining games in all the conferences. We'll be right back on Give and Go. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season. Sign up for the Whistle newsletter. And get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from GameTimeCT.com. We are back on Give and Go. Uh, let's talk about the tournaments. Uh, so last night in L, uh, two teams advanced. Windsor uh, won over East Lyme and Notre Dame Fairfield uh, won over Bristol Eastern. There's two games tonight, uh, Hill House and East Haven. Uh, that is going to be awesome game i think everyone's really excited to see that one uh the winner of that gets notre dame fairfield and then hand Pomperog is really interesting too they're lower seeds but two really good teams out of, out of obviously out of a really good conference i think 
in L, you see the SWC and SEC teams that kind of got beat up a little by some double L teams in their league. This is their chance to to shine. That's why yeah. I liked Pomprog. That's why I liked East Haven. East Haven's really good anyway. Uh, and Hill House, too. Um, it's a nice win for Windsor uh, over East Lyme. You know, Megan Bauman's career ends at East Lyme. But Windsor played really well, won that game by 10 points. I, you know, the CCC, we don't talk about them a lot. It's hard for us no, to cover yeah. them. But they have a ton of teams still left. Uh, East Catholic, Windsor, uh, Newington's their only double L team. Still have Berlin, Bloomfield, and Northwest Catholic. Um, and then Weaver, who used to be a CCC school, is not anymore. But they're still in it, too. It's a massive conference, so you're going to have teams left. But I wonder, this is the round. This is the round now, if they make it to the semis, that we have to say, all right, the CCC might be the best conference, not the SEC, which I think is the best conference. I think the SEC still remains the best conference. Um, I think the CCC is just so big yeah, that <clears throat> they don't really get to the crossover as much during the regular season, and I think we see that, especially in football. Right. Um, where, like, they'll get, I think, this past year – yeah, or one year it was like Windsor and Southern Kinner both undefeated right. heading in, and they both lost in the first round. And yeah. it's like, well, yeah, because they didn't play anybody. They didn't play each other in the you know regular season. So I think that has a lot to do with the with the successful teams of the CCC. That said, those teams who continue to win are good. Right, so this that's why I mean this is the round. So they've made it this far. There's so many teams that some of them are obviously going to make it. But if you put multiple teams in the semis and you're the conference – with the most teams in the semifinals and the most teams in the final, you have to kind of say maybe that's the best. Yeah, but conference. if you have sixteen of the thirty-two teams in the bracket, then but you, you got a pretty good shot. Yeah, but you got to win. You know, like so, so. Berlin, if Berlin beats Law tonight, and then uh, East Catholic beats Cromwell, they'll have two teams in in those uh-huh. semifinals. You look at like a team like West Haven, who yeah, was six and fourteen. They right. played a full SEC schedule. Yes. That's a little bit more impressive than, say, a Manchester that went 9-11 and 11 in the CCC. Right. Or a South Windsor that went 9-11 and 11 in the CCC. Uh, look at Wilton. They're 6-14. and 14. The SEAC was awesome this year. Yeah. But they don't get a chance to, to go. And then you even look at, like, the Greenwich and the Darien's of the world who sneak in with the bottom two seeds, and they're playing SEAC <laughs> in the first round. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying I think it would be a little different. L. I think yeah. it would be a little different um, if everybody played an equal schedule, which will never happen. It's a conversation that we're always going to have. But. Well, the CCC is not as uh, strongly represented in double L's there. I mean, they had E.O. Smith up there. They lost. Uh, they had Glastonbury up there. They lost. Uh, and they only have Newington left. But they really do well. <clears throat> I'm sorry. They had Weathersfield, too, who also lost in Newtown. Um, so they're being eliminated from that top bracket. Uh, we'll see. If they can get through an L and M, uh, then we'll give them some credit. Yeah. Uh, again, I picked Berlin to win that division, so we'll see if that actually comes into play or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, the S was all postponed last night, so they're going to play tonight and then have their uh, semis on Friday, and the Friday is the semis for L. And like we said, Thursday is the semis for double L. Um, I don't know if we can get a better matchup in a quarterfinal than Mercy and Norwalk. Oh, and double L, yeah. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? That's a great one because Mercy is, I mean, you look up and down double L. I mean, I, I really like that Stanford Cross one, too. So two double-digit two double digit seeds who yeah. are good. I mean, Wilbur Cross was the 11th seed. They went seven. They went 15-5 and five in the regular season. Yeah. Like, Stanford is a very good team. We know that. Um, but, yeah, Norwalk Mercy, if you're Norwalk when the bracket comes out, you're shaking your head. And you're like, 
Well, you gotta, get, you gotta get through them at some point. I know, point. but you're, you're the number one seed, and you're sitting against the hardest opponent in the quarterfinal. I think that's fair. You know, and either team they got, Mercy or East Hartford, was going to be a really tough yeah. matchup there. I think it's perfect that it's reseeding. <laughs> I think it's perfect that it's Mercy. I think that if you're going to win a championship in Double L in the girls, you got to go through Mercy. Yeah, but not in the quarterfinals. I mean, this is a well, they're is not a nine, a nine seed. seed. They're not a seventeen win team. They're Mercy. They're Mercy. They're they're one of the best girls basketball programs in the state. They they know how to win. They have an unbelievable coach. Um, they have a program that just knows how to win. And this is a Norwalk team who has passed all the tests so far this year. So far. Right? They, they won the regular season FCAC. They won the FCAC championship. They're the number one team in the poll. Uh, coach Fuller has done an unbelievable job. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay. Now we have... Maybe two FCAC teams, and now they got yeah, Mercy. Yeah, now we got Mercy. Now we got the team that won double L last year. So, yes, do you want to knock them off to win a championship? Absolutely. If Norwalk beats them, I think you have a hard time betting against Norwalk to win the rest of the thing. But they have a very good chance to meet Hamden in the semifinals, who was the number one team at one point, or getting number one votes. Well, we have the teams that got number one votes this year are all still left there. You know, you have New London, you have Hamden, you have Norwalk, you have Mercy. Those are the number one teams from I mean, this year. They're all left at the double L quarter. <laughs> I'll take Norwalk... Mercy or Hamden versus New London in the finals. I think that would be an unbelievable game. Unbelievable. Um, that would be awesome. I, I too, love that Wilbercross-Stanford game. Uh, Wilbercross has six seniors. We've talked about them a bunch on this podcast. I've written about them. I love senior-led teams. Wilbercross is a really tough team. Stanford has one senior. They're loaded with juniors. This is kind of like Stanford's... Stanford is making a great run here. They beat the number three seed in Trumbull, who obviously was down Cassie Barbado, but still, Stanford went up there in their gym and won. This is a huge building experience for the Stanford team that we all expect to be really good next season. If they can somehow go up there and beat Cross and play for in a, in a, in a double meeting. L semifinal, that's incredible for yeah. them. Shout out Coach Burns. Uh, she's a friend of the program. She's a friend of the program. Um, and... I, I like Wilbur Cross. I think Wilbur Cross is probably going to win this game, but will not shock me if Stanford goes up there and beats I, I hope the Stanford kids listen to this when they call you out on Instagram. The, well, the, I, I, the Stanford kids are playing with house money at this yes. point. You know what I mean? Like, it's all gravy for them. You know, if they go up there and beat Wilbur Cross and play for a state semifinal, that's way better. I'm going to be playing for house money Saturday night, baby. Playing for Ooh. house money. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm going to be sleeping during like the 8:15 game. He's going to be playing with his rent money. <laughs> that's what he means by house money. <laughs> his own house. <laughs> my roommate might kill me. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm really excited for that Stanford Wilbur Cross game. I'm going to be at, like I said, I'm going to be at Norwalk. Uh, Mercy. That, that's one of the things that stinks about this is you can only be at one place. Another reason why we love Mohegan because you can be. At all the places. Yeah, at, and then, at I mean, once time. we get we get to the neutral sites, come the semifinals, it's just it's just going to be chaos next week. I keep looking at next week's schedule. I have it written down, and like I'm like dreading it. I'm excited, but I'm dreading it because it's like it's, it's busy, constant. but it, 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 it is it's, bu- it's, it's good a, busy. It's good busy, but it's late busy. It's good busy. It's late busy. You're like, exhausted. The hockey the semis last one's at five thirty. It's at seven thirty. But it's, it's scheduled. So if anything goes late the first game, then it's like that's a long night. Anyway, now I'm just I'm just complaining. Pete, it's okay. I know. We're I'm gonna scared. Okay. I'm scared. Don't I'm excited. Scared. I'm excited. I'm so scared. Fun. I'm scared. I'm scared. There's nothing to be scared. <laughs> of. Um, if Paparag beats Hand, uh, the L finals could have four different conferences represented. Um, will have four different conferences represented because Hillhouse or East Haven are both from the SEC. 
So that's kind of an interesting thing. Um, when we come back next week, I think the girls are all done then. Because the semis are the 8th. Yeah, I think the girls will be all done. This next week would be the 12th. Because the semis for the double L girls are Monday the 11th. So when we come back here next week on Tuesday, we will know who's in the finals. We're going to yeah. preview and then, and then double final. L or the, or Monday the 11th. Monday the 11th. So yeah. by the time we come back Tuesday morning. We will pick our winners. It will be all set. We will pick the winners. We'll see how many teams I got into the final four. We'll see how many teams of my champions that are still left standing. I'm hoping for a few maybe, more. Maybe we'll get a coach on who clinched. You still have a chance to hold me down to just the one Final Four team. I really, I think I'm going to get more. I think you have a better shot. I'm gonna, I got a lot. I got yeah. a lot. I got a big opportunity. Here. I think I got, you do. But I'm actually excited for next week because we'll, we'll go. I think next week will be just, hey, here who the finals are yeah. and here who, who we think is going to win. And yeah. I think that'll be a lot of fun. That will be a lot of fun. Uh, and we're really geared up for these next two weeks. As always, follow along on Game Time CT. We have the scoreboards, not just for the girls, but for the boys and for hockey and for everything else you want in high school sports. This is the best time of the year, the winter playoff time. I think we all really just love this this time. And these are the, this is it. It's coming to a head. The two weeks, and so follow us on Game Time CT. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, we have all the information you need. We have scoreboards for everything. We have brackets for everything. You only need to go to one place to get all the high school sports news, and it's Game Time CT. That's right. The central location. The premier spot for high school sports in Connecticut. It's true. It is. We are the best. (laughs) I don't have a problem saying that. You know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but beep, beep, you know? know. Beep, beep. We're we're, we're the best. All right. Listen, uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, We will see you next week when we will talk about all the finals. For Pete, I am Scott, and we will see you next time. Go check out the Game of Thrones trailer.